0: Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone.
1: This is Danielle.
2: Hey, everyone. It's Sari, And welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with insights, tips, and best practices and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And with us today, we are super excited. We have extraordinary educator Paul with us. So uh, Paul, if you can go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us where you teach, what you teach, and welcome.
0: My name is Paul Tarasiewicz. I I teach eighth grade English language arts at Martin Middle School in East Providence. Go townies.
1: Whoa! All right. So, welcome to the show. Um, why don't we just start off? What's happening with you? Are you virtual, in person? I think you're virtual, but like, it's, how's your year been going?
0: Yeah it's 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 a roller coaster of a year to see at least. Like, you know, you ride, you want ride one high up, and you're like, all right, I got this, I got this, I got this, and then something else comes like crashing, and then you go back up again, and you come back down. Uh, eighth grade is in every other Wednesday right now. Uh, Thursday and Friday, and we teach a hybrid. So half the students will be in school Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The other half will be will be at home. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, all the eighth grade is at home. And when they do come in school, they're in they're in one pod all day. So we the teachers move around from room to room. Uh, it was it was it was a learning curve at first and at first it was all right how do you how do you engage the kids at home when they're when we're hybrid on Thursdays and Fridays because the feedback that we were getting from parents were was that it was kind of like looking into a fishbowl for the students. They see they see what's going on in the classroom, but they're not necessarily engaged, engaged at home. So it's kind of, how do you, how do you pull those kids back in on those days? And then on Mondays and Tuesdays, when everyone's at home, it's all right, how do you, how how do you get them to turn on the cameras? How do you get them to participate? How do you get them to kind of get back, get back into school again, you know? And now that we're halfway, halfway through the school year, the question, the question that's coming about is, how do, we, how do we engage them again and get them excited about learning and get them back into the routine of school? Because who knows what next year is going to look like? Um, I'm assuming that we're going to be continuing this model for the rest of the school year unless, unless something changes. Um, but it's on those Thursdays and Fridays, it's about the students' individuals you know, and, and their social needs and their emotional needs. Um, so how I set up my classroom and lessons are on Mondays and Tuesdays when all the kids are at home, we'll, we'll focus on the content and the skills. And then that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all right, how do you, how do you, how do we focus on the individual student and what, and what do they need in terms of the social aspect of it, in terms of conferencing with them one-on-one and what they need, what they need from us as teachers, um, so it's been, it, it's been crazy, but it's been fun and a learning curve where I'm going to take away a lot of what I'm doing this year and apply it to next year too. Every year is different. Right. Every year is different.
2: That that was a lot. I just think like
0: I like, so, I like to talk. No,
2: no, no, not 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 how much you said, but what you said. But it just, is. I just, mean, Yeah. Just the fact that you're like, well, this day of the week, this is the prop. You know, it's just mind blowing about how much you guys are are mentally juggling and keeping it, track of, okay, it's Thursday and this is the day where I do this. It's just
0: and then you don't and bad. then you're like, and, and then as a teacher, your your heart goes out to the kids because then it's like then it's like, oh, man, I haven't, I haven't heard from this kid all week. You know, like, is, is he okay? What's going on? And, you know, this kid's quarantining, so they're going to be distanced for a bit. And then when they come back, it's like, oh, I get to see your face again, yeah. you know. And we um, just started a new semester last week. So all the kids that were distanced first semester came came back last week. And it was like, oh, so it's so cool to see like new faces, and like you're you're an actual person, not just an icon on a, on a Google Meet, you know. Um, but don't get don't get me wrong. By Friday, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm in bed by seven o'clock on on, on Friday. Um, it, it it is a lot, but it's it, you know I, I'm always saying this teaching is a reflective practice, so we have to figure out, all right, what's working, what's not working, what can we improve on, and what's what's best for the students at this point.
1: Absolutely. And first off, thank you for just doing what you're doing. I mean, those kids definitely do. It, it is yeah, yeah. it is tough, and especially eighth grade. Eighth grade tends to be, you know, the year that they're preparing to go into high school, and this is – it is crazy.
0: I I, I love it, though. It's, it's one of my favorite because, really, they're not like – you know they're not babies like just coming into middle school and kind of coddle them like sixth graders and there's not a whole lot of drama like the seventh graders the the curriculum and the content that we focus on in eighth grade really you know opens up their eyes to a lot of stuff you know we, we learn about als in eighth grade that they have no idea and no a lot of them don't have any background on what it is and we learn about the holocaust and we read about Anne Frank in the 8th grade so it's really it, it's really eye opening for the students and um my 8th grade counterpart um we we plan literally every single morning and we struggled that first quarter like like i mentioned engaging engaging the students and it's it, it's not like every other year every every year is different but this year in particular it's not just whoa you know um so when we were planning the als unit out um we were kind of like all right let's see how it goes but one thing one reason that i like what i like about that unit is that I'm, i'm passionate about it and and it shows with the students too um and it's Again, like trying to bring them back and engage them, and yeah, get them ready for the for the high school next year, and it's those transitional grades from five to six, eight to nine, and seniors off to college and in life. How how are we pairing them right now to be able to be successful in that in that next step? So when we um go back to school. I'm I'm, I'm anticipating that conversation is going to come back up too, how do we, what standards and what skills do we focus on? So when they do go off to high school and do those transitional grades, um, they, they can be successful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you t- you've been talking a lot about engagement. I'd love to dig in there. What specifically <laughs> are you doing to help engage the students? Like, how so are you my, getting them to turn their
0: <laughs> So, my, on? so, so my, my family's all teachers, right? I mean, my mother my mother's a superintendent in Rhode Island. My brother's a teacher. My father's a teacher. So we, can, we have these conversations all the time. That's awesome. And <laughs> I, I have my, like, I call it like my, my Sunday breakfast with mom. And the other day she was like, she goes, how, what are you doing to engage your kids? And I'm like, whoa, my my principal doesn't even ask me that. (laughs) So, and and I, and and that really, but that really resonated with me. I, I sat down and I was like, what am I doing to engage my kids? Because we're having a particularly hard time pulling in these distance learners or the kids when they're at home, you know, not doing work, not turning on their cameras, you know, having, having difficulty, you know? so i i've really focused my attention to from you know trying to get the kids to do work to all right what's working with engagement skills you know and um every every friday my my eighth grade counterpart kelly and i will do music cahoots so the the cahoots and the, and the gin kits like that that really brings your attention you know they they might have a hard time writing and typing at home but when we play game when we play Kahoot, I know that I have the majority of students participating. So then we sat down and said, all right, this is working. The music Kahoot's are working. What can we do to continue this? So every month we'll do um, skills playlists. And there are different skills and different playlists um, from IXL, from iReady, from, from Edpuzzle, where the students will have to complete the assignments at their own pace. So we've started to create games, cahoots and gimkits using those skills. And that and that brings in the kids too, you know, they might not, they might not realize that they're, they're practicing the skills, but, but, they, but they are, you know, so that's bringing them in. Um, I'm all about personalization too. There was a year where we did a project-based learning platform and the students got to learn the skills and do the projects at their own pace i would i would check in with them um but what i pulled from that platform was every every student is different every student learns at a different pace at a different style and i What I took away from it and my my philosophy behind everything that I do now is, you know, one student like Sari shouldn't be holding up Danielle just because Sari is, you know, kind of struggling with the reading and Danielle is like an all star going off, you know, doing completing work from other classes, you know, quick, you know. So uh, another engagement strategy that I'll use is differenti- simple differentiation, too. For every one assignment I create, I'll create three different ones, uh, mild, medium, and spicy assignments. So the spicy assignments are designated, dizzy- <laughs> but, but the kids like it, though. The kids, it, the, the kids eat it up. And they don't realize, some of them don't, don't realize that um, it, it is differentiation. So the, you know, the kids that are like way, way, way ahead will complete the work, you know, quick, we'll get the spicy assignments. Um, The students who are on grade level will get the mild assignments and the students that need a little extra support. I'll create more modifications in those medium mild assignments. Um, So my classroom is structured in a way where, again, students can learn at their own pace. If a kid wants to do a reading on their own, go for it. You know, this, if, I've had kids in the past where it's been tough to get them to read anything. But you know, some of the texts that we read, they, they're like reading through it and flying through it. You know, if, if they're flying through it, I'm not going to tell them to be on chapter nine on this thing. If you want to read it? Hey, go go read. Just don't, just don't spoil the book for the rest of the students, please. Um, but those are some engagement strategies, and, and, and that's been working this year. Also, um, we have a mix of students who are, uh, you know, way above grade reading level, and a mix of students who are way below grade reading level in, in the same class. Um, so differentiation helps helps that way too.
2: It's so, it's so incredible. And there's just, I love talking and, about, I
0: love talking, this is why i was excited to do this. I, I love talking about <laughs> my job.
2: Well, others will love listening because you've provided so many just practical tips. And I think a lot of times Thank people you. don't think of a differentiation as an engagement strategy, but it really is Thank because you're meeting kids where they are and they're probably more excited to do the work because it feels right to them. It's that right amount of challenging, but also at their level. And yes, of course, we have to expose kids to grade level content and, and teach the standards. And, but when you're, but when you're helping them in that capacity it probably just makes it so much more exciting for them and they and they feel they're not defeated they feel challenged right so that's that's so great before we uh wrap up i've one more question okay. um when you talked about like best practices you'll take into next year i'm just curious if there's any like one or two that stand out thinking about like the silver linings what are what have you learned that you're oh, excited man. to carry over
0: um i think i, I think one thing that I'm excited to carry over into next year is, is is just being myself like I think one thing that we were we were pushing and pushing and pushing is for the students to complete complete the work and this year is a total, like I mean we're coming up on on a year where we've been doing distance learning and you know quarters quarter 1 we were we were pushing work and trying to get the students to do this and do that and all right, let's meet the skills and let's meet the standards but then then just seeing their faces when they come in they're they're so removed from their their peer we would have parent meetings and what we would say was you know oh when you know Danielle comes to school. All she does is talk and talk and talk and talk to their friends. And then the next meeting would be, oh, when Sarah comes to school, she just talk and talk and talk to her friends. And Paul's meeting, it, it would be, well, it makes sense that they're just talking and talking and talking to their friends because they're so isolated now. And, you know, it, it's important for them to learn the skills. It's important for them to get the content and, and get them to where they need to be in grade level. But You know, they're going to remember when Mr. T wore his New York Giants suit (laughs) when when the the Giants played on a Friday. They're they're going to remember the music cahoots. They're going to remember, you know, Mr. T flying around the room, dancing and and singing singing songs and and all this stuff. So I got that feedback a couple of years ago from students. I I kind of lightened up in April and May and just started to, to be myself a little more. And that's where it, engagement and um, skills and content—it's a balance between having um, a room where students are allowed collaboratively working and you know having fun, but also accomplishing the work and meeting meeting the standards. Um, so, I guess, I guess, long story short, moving moving into next year, I. I want to focus on you know the students' emotional needs and you know just, just being myself. Just being myself.
1: Um, well, we could talk to you literally all day, but unfortunately,
2: <laughs> that is all the time we have for today. And as always, follow along on Twitter at Curriculum and on Instagram at my iReady. And please be sure to tag us in your posts. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or are interested in being a guest, please send an email to extraordinary educators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. So until we meet again,
1: be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced
0: by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.